Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, Terrors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Teresa. And this is Terra Astralis. Hey guys. So I was listening to our like last week's episode in the car today. We are trying to work on some things (laughs) where one of us talks louder and then we sort of like change the mic position and yeah so we're trying to I'm very quiet apparently I'm more quiet than what I thought I was yes so this entire time we're going to be like looking over to see (laughs) how loud I'm being and all that and I'm much further away from the mic than last week so should be better (laughs) hopefully alrighty I have a doozy of a case it will be two parts, by the way. It's go- it's most likely going to be two parts. We will check. I have, like, listed where I'm going to begin part two, and I'm thinking that when we get there, we'll see how long it's been recording. <laughs> but it's most likely going to be two parts. It, yeah. I have 12 pages of typed notes in front of me, and uh, seven of them are just the backstory. So... <laughs> Unlike my last case, I do have so much about their childhoods that we're going to get into. And the uh, gruesome stuff. Oh, yes. I'm ready. So am I. I'm very excited. Um, You have not heard about this case. No, I haven't. Once again. um, Yeah. My last case, unfortunately, she did know about because we had to record it three times. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was so exhausting. Last week's episode, I did know a little bit about because she did it on her TikTok. So, this week, Teresa doesn't know about it. No, I don't. I got majority of my information from a really good book that I will link in the podcast notes when we post the episode. It's called Sex Killers, and it's, I don't have it with me at the moment, but it's a very, it's very, yeah, it's yeah. a very, very good book. I will link it if you are interested in that sort of thing. Yeah. It's gruesome. But, the way, got most of my information from there. Uh, as well as a couple websites, but there's a lot here, so I think that we should just get into it. Dive in. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of child abuse in this case, um, and moida. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a murder podcast, so it is. Um, you've got to yeah, expect some. I do need to do like a bit of a trigger warning. Trigger warning. There yeah. is a lot of child abuse in this, as well as sexual assault. Um, I love how last week yeah. I was like, can we do it with someone who doesn't kill children? And yet here we are, killing there children There was so again. much on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the book that I was reading, so the book Sex Killers, it's, um, I think it's by Richard, 
Richard Grimes. Oh, you know what I was supposed to do? I was supposed to do something before we started this podcast. What? Uh, look up the um, pronunciation of the town. Uh, Could you do that quickly? Sure. <laughs> I was um, about to message my brother, but I can also do that. It's this, this one here. Okay. Give me a sec. Most podcasts. You know what? We're gonna go to Google Translate. Most podcasters would pause their podcast, but we're trashy, so yeah. we're not going to. I'm um, not bothered. <laughs> no, but uh, Richard Glynn Jones, I believe, is the author of the book, and um, it's sort of there's multiple cases per chapter, but this one had a whole had a whole chapter to itself, and um, it is known as the House of Horrors, and today we're going to talk about. Fred and Rosemary West in their House of Horrors. Um, hang on. So, I think this might be it. Let's see. It might say in a Japanese accent. Gloucester. Gloucester. Is that Gloucester? Gloucester. Yeah, is Gloucester. Gl- I thought it was gl- Gloucester. Gloucester. You know what? Alright, this is set in, um... <laughs> the English language is fucked up this enough is, as it is. <laughs> this is set in England. Um, you know what? That that explains it enough. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of places that I don't know how to pronounce. There's going to be a lot of names that I'm going to butcher. I'm apologising in advance for that. Um, so, this is based in Central Gloucester. Is that what it says? Gloucester? Central Gloucester? Gloucester. Yeah, I'm just reading it. Wait, <laughs> think lip gloss. Gloss. Gloucester. No, I know, but I don't know if that's right. <laughs> well, you know it what? It's the only reference we <laughs> have. Um, Gloucester, Gloucester, you know, I'm not sure. Someone from England, email us, correct us. Look, Google told me Gloucester, I'm going to go with that. Um, there's also a couple names in here that was said, that were said differently in many sources, but I'll do my best with what I have. So... I think we should get started without further ado. Yeah. Um, Fred and Rosemary West were accused of killing 10 women and young girls over a 16-year period. 16? Jesus That's Christ. Just realising that now. It was actually more like 25 years before they started getting... No. Corrected myself. What? Fred... <laughs> so, <laughs> we're off to a great start. Fred and Rosemary together were killing over a 16-year period. But in total, right. this was over a 25-year period because um, Got it. Fred actually did some of this on his own. So, overall, it was about 25 years before they started, like, getting caught. 16 years together. Okay. With their, like, couples killing, we'll say. Oh, so they had um, a healthy relationship. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Disposing of their bodies at their home in Central Gloucester in the southwest of England. Um... They were caught after the police showed up at their house with a warrant to dig up the back garden on the 24th of February 1994, but we will get into that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to do... It's just a weird thought, but I want to know if burying bodies in your backyard, whether that would be a good fertiliser or not. For sure. Like, how good would that garden be? Like... I mean, they had a pretty nice house, honestly. Yeah? Right, they had a patio. Do you have a photo? I don't. Fine, we'll put it on because yes, I will post photos on the Instagram of this. I currently don't have, I haven't um, looked up any because I've got 12 pages of notes and that's what I was focused on. But I will get some photos, I will post them on the Instagram. We'll be okay. My knees are broken. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to move around a bit so that I'm not uncomfy, but it's not happening. Anyway, 
I can get you a pillow. Maybe. Yeah. Hang on, just give me a sec. I'll pause this. Alright? We're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> we just went and got some pillows. Because <laughs> this is going to be a long one, guys. Yeah. Um, so we, it's going to be two parts. We're going to record both today. I'm assuming we'll put out one today, one tomorrow, most likely. Yeah. Won't make you wait too long. Um, Alright. So, part one is going to be mostly the background between, like, of the two people we're going to discuss in this case, and then the second part will be the actual moiters. Moiters. <laughs> we'll go into that. <laughs> and it's going to be a bit of a rough case, trigger warning. You obviously don't have to listen to this. If you want, you can skip to next week's episode. I don't know what I'm doing for next week, honestly. It is going to be a bit of a rough one. Alrighty. Fred West was born on the 29th of September 1941 in the village of Much Markle to Walter and Daisy West. Oops, I know. They had the same, like, their mothers had the same name. What? They, both of their mothers' names were Daisy, which I feel like is not a common name. Oh, maybe it is in English. I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say, Daisy is a quite a nice name. Yeah, it is really. I wouldn't mind really cute names. names and I was reading along and I was like, these are really cute names. Add them to your baby list that your boyfriend... I want Rejected. to have a kid, and oh, I was I, when he heard that I was talking about him and saying that he was like, no, I agree to like two of them. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> right. sure, that's fine. But I found some nice names throughout researching this as well. So, can you imagine if I have a child and they, they just say, turn to you and go, where did you name me from? I'll go, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Next Podcast question. Episode three. <laughs> the House of Horrors. Alrighty. Um, okay. To Walter and Daisy West. He was one of six children and was immediately his mother's favourite from birth. He also had a good relationship with his father and saw him as a role model. Did he have any siblings? Seems to be going well. What'd you say? Did he have any siblings? I said, did he have any siblings? He was one of six children. Oh. Wow. We're really picking favourites, are you? Yeah. I'm no because I saw the thing you spiking. Yeah. <laughs> no, Hang on. Okay. Give me a sec, guys. Let me just. You're gonna hear some weird noises. I don't think it should be more towards me. No, I'm lifting it up. You, people aren't gonna hear you. No, but they might hear me tapping on the pole. No, I'm saying they're just not gonna hear you talking, and also it's falling. Yeah, that's because I had to lower it down. So, oh, what the? No, it's falling. Oh. Like, it's falling. Wow. Like, <laughs> like, the actual thing is falling. It's fine. <laughs> okay, got it. Alrighty, you're so. going to need to talk so much louder. I'm trying. I'm really trying. Stay closer to it, because I can't be... I was so looking over when me. I was talking before. Look, look, I'm spiking. Okay, good. I that's just why saying, I was moving back. Because when I was listening to the episode, I could not hear you at all. Like, at all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying! We're getting into a great start. <laughs> I know. Anyway, let's just jump into this, because right. it's long. Okay. He was one of six children, as I said, Yeah. and was immediately his mother's favourite. He also had a good relationship with his father and saw him as a role model. So, where does it all go wrong, you say? Well, <laughs> let's get into that. He didn't do well in school, <clears throat> got punished regularly, in which those times it was being whipped was the punishment, and that was the standard. Um, Daisy would show up at his school and meet his teachers, and other kids then teased him, calling him a mummy's boy. So he was bullied right. throughout Honestly, school as well. Honestly, I would prefer to date a mummy's boy than a mum. You uh, might want to date him, though. Oh, yeah, I know, but like, 
in my eyes, if you like, if you can't. No, that's probably wrong. You're gonna take it back. It's okay. Yeah, moving on. Okay, never mind. (laughs) You're gonna take it back. Moving on. So he was bullied quite a lot. Um, Fred then left school at 15 to help Walter as a farmhand. So his dad. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I did that last episode as well. (laughs) You did. Um, at this stage, he was illiterate and struggling to make his way as a normal kid. So he was he left school, not having learned much. He didn't do well in school from the beginning anyway. Um, he was being bullied, but he seemed to get along with his parents at the start. We'll go with that. As he got older... <laughs> That's why. Yeah, no, I think that uh, when you look at his childhood and everything that went on as he grew up, he's got every single marker for the makers of serial killer. So, I'm, I'm waiting for the head trauma, honestly. Oh, you just... Oh, wait for it? Okay. Cool. Let's get I'll into that. sit back and shut at up. At the age of 16, he tidied up his looks and started pursuing girls. He claimed that throughout his childhood, he felt sexual attraction towards his sisters and even claimed to have gotten one of his sisters pregnant. What the? So here we get into the... Sweet home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, um, well, let's get more into that, shall we? Um, so he did claim that he even got one of his sisters pregnant. Um, Fred also claimed that his father had raped his sisters, stating that Walter would say to the girls, I made you, so I'm entitled to have you. Now, if that's true... That's disgusting. If that's true, that is absolutely god-awful. However, Fred is also a practised liar, as we will see later, and he's very, very good at it. So that's not confirmed, but it's also I not denied. For a moment there, before you said practised liar, I thought you were going to say like he had his rights to do that through them. And I was about to like, I was about to jump across this coffee no. table. No, 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 no. So Walter's the dad, right? And right. Um, Fred is the person talking about. He claimed that. Walter, his dad, would mm. abuse his sisters yeah. and that he would rape them and say that I made you, so I have, I have the I right know, but like my but mind no, no, no. went somewhere no, no, else. No. But um, Fred is also a practice liar, so we don't know whether that's true. It was never confirmed. Okay. But either way, it's fucked up. Yeah. So regardless of whether it actually happened... Who knows? Yeah. Either yeah. way, fucked up. Um, at 17, Fred was involved in a serious motorbike accident that left him with a broken leg and a fractured skull. There it is. And he was also in a coma for a week. Now, I have in brackets, we all know what an injury to your frontal lobe does. <laughs> oh. After the accident, he started having sudden fits of rage and lost control over his emotions. As they do. Um, at 16 years old, he had a brief relationship with a girl named Catherine Bernadette Costello. Um, That's kind of a cute name. It is. She was nicknamed Rena. Oh. Rena, Rena. I think it's Rena. Um, R-E-N-A, I think it's Rena. Rena. Um, which is also a cute name. That also, really I don't cute. know how you get that from Catherine. Katharina? Rena? Katharina? That's it. Um, maybe. You know Could what? Be. Let's just go with it. Yeah, you know, it's cute. <laughs> um, but it ended when she returned home to Scotland a few months later. You guys will hear me flipping pages. I'm very sorry. I have it all printed out. Because I didn't want to be, like, shocking I literally through. had my notes handwritten. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I... 12 pages of double seven notes, all that's coming. <laughs> After this relationship ended, Fred felt a lot more aggressive and he had a far 
higher need for sex. Oh. So, not good. Um, one night, while standing on a fire escape, he stuck his hand up a girl's skirt. She reacted by pushing him, and he fell, good. hitting his head and losing consciousness. <laughs> I should Again. not laugh, sorry. So, that is the second head injury that we've got. First one, he was left in a coma for... A week. It was like a week, a yeah. Week, yeah. And um, this time he had lost consciousness, which is another head injury. So we've got the head injuries, we've got the childhood sexual trauma. Basically, this boy fucks. It's it's all it's all there. <laughs> the makings of a serial killer, really. Literally. And if we when we go to um, Roses, which is the other party in the story, do you know my voice? Then that was a very strange <laughs> party. <laughs> Jesus Christ, my thirteen-year-old boy having a. Was <laughs> um, anyway, um, so the other party in the story, she also has all the makings of a serial killer. Oh, they're a match one. made in heaven. They are. Or hell. When you have so much in common. Hashtag goals. It's like. <laughs> they're, they're those Tumblr relationships. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's literally like a Tumblr relationship quote. When you have so much in common. <laughs> He then started a career in petty theft, getting caught in 1961 with cigarette cases and a watch strap from a local jeweller. But he received just a fine. What did you say? Jeweller? Jeweller. Jeweller. Jeweller, yeah. You're having a great time. This is going to be a week. (laughs) Alright. From a local jeweller and he received a fine. So he was building up, he was like, his, his rap sheet a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a few months later, I'm trying to not say arm as much because I know my first episode I said it a lot, so I'm being very conscious of that right now. <laughs> Clearly not concentrating on actual English, but we'll get through it, okay? <laughs> We're getting there. We'll get there. <laughs> a few months later, he was accused of getting a 13-year-old, a friend of the family, pregnant. And when confronted, Fred said he couldn't understand the problem in raping and molesting underage girls, stating, doesn't everyone do it? He was no! Con- yeah, so that was, there it is, it's coming out. He was convicted, however, his doctor claimed that he was unwell and was experienced ep- experiencing epileptic fits, saving him from serving a prison sentence. Now, oh. let me tell you, if he'd served a prison sentence, we wouldn't be here. Oh, well, <laughs> but, but at the same time, if he had, we wouldn't have an episode. You know, I'd rather that not all those people yeah, lose their lives. you know what, I thought of that after I said that. I'm not. That was I didn't think. I really didn't think. <laughs> oh that. no! She doesn't mean oh, that. No. She doesn't. Oh no! <laughs> what are we doing? Oh no! It was at this stage that his parents kicked him out of the family home, as you would, um, and he started working on building sites where he was again caught stealing and was accused of sexually assaulting underage girls in the area. His parents gave in, let him return home. I would not. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> I would not. And in the summer of 1962, Rena Costello returned from Scotland. And she and Fred got back together. Ooh. Cute little moment there. <laughs> um, they married secretly in November and moved to Scotland together. Oh, what a Romeo and Juliet moment. Oh, Rena fell pregnant and Fred's parents were under the impression that the baby was his. However, it was actually an Asian's, Asian bus driver's baby. Um... Oh. And that, that I'm not being racist, that is important to the story. It does okay. not matter. Clearly, it doesn't matter what, no. No, 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 what race he was. 
It does, however. It does impact the story. It does, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. When the baby girl was born, Fred and Rena, um, Fred told Rena to write a letter that they would send to his parents, stating that their baby had died and that they had adopted a mixed-race newborn. That's why it's impacting the story, because ah. the baby was born mixed-race, and obviously they weren't Asian. Yeah. So um, then they didn't want, he, he didn't want his parents to know that she had had the child with another man. Uh, so, so, yeah. Yeah. So the story I mean, that understandably told, so. Yeah, so he got her to write a letter that they would send home saying that their baby had died and they'd adopted. Right. Right. Um, the couple started having problems when Fred's sexual tendencies got to be too much for Rena, uh, with him preferring bondage, sodomy, and oral sex over straightforward vaginal sex. Now, so each to their own. Absolutely each to their own. As long as it's consensual. Oh, 100%. Because people like that. That's absolutely It's fine. okay if everything. Not, it's okay if you're not vanilla. Oh, absolutely. Everything is, yeah, everything is okay as long as it's consensual. Except for snuff films. I will never. A snuff films? Snuff films. Do you know what a snuff film is? No. It's like you're killed on camera. Oh, what the It's fuck? porn with someone being killed on camera. That's a snuff oh, film. Anyway. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just saying. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, please. Awkward laugh. Okay, where was I? So the couple started having problems when his sexual tendencies got to be too much for her. However, he was fulfilling his needs away from their relationship using the ice cream truck he was driving to gain access to young women's sex work. He owns an ice cream truck at this that, stage. What? He owns, That's a one-way gate to get to a pedophile. Like, he owns an ice cream truck. I'm sorry, but whenever I see ice cream trucks, I, I don't go near them. I, I don't get that. ice cream I remember ice cream trucks. Uh, living um, with my stepdad um, in Victoria, and there yeah. was an ice cream truck in the area, and the person who drove it... Oh, actually, maybe it wasn't Victoria. Maybe it was here. Anyway... The only ice cream truck I've, like, ever been to, and the person in it was, like, this older man, and he was, like, missing all these front teeth, and he would just glare at you. What the time? Like, you do what children do. <laughs> I just want to know. If it, ice cream, I've never met an ice cream truck driver. This is much in Australia, though. It's, like, actually nice. Yeah. And not creepy. Or isn't missing any teeth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Like, they're, they're kind of... Maybe it's just an Australian thing. We're going to have someone email us and be like, I've got all my teeth. Bitch. Yeah, there's gonna be it's all the ice cream truck drivers. They're gonna be like coming for us. <laughs> anyway, he was driving an ice cream truck. Fred was driving an ice cream truck. Um, a lot of sources called him like West because that's his last name. I didn't do that because his father's name, like they were also known as West. Yeah. Like no, everybody, I, when everybody has the same name, you can't just call them like. Yeah. That. No. So I used most of their first names except for the detectives later on because spoiler alert. The detective that is on this case, their name, <laughs> you do not have that name and not be a detective. It's just, okay. I, you'll see, you will see. Okay, gonna, I am stick, looking forward to it. Yeah, you stick it out, we're going to get there. Um, <laughs> now, he used his ice cream truck to gain access to young women to have sex with. Um, right. At this stage, there wasn't, he wasn't like... These weren't children. No, let me take that back. They were children. They were, like, 18. That's not... And he was, like, older. 
So I yes, right. no, they were like children. They, they were they were underage girls. Let's underage, but not yeah. not like children, like yeah. teenagers. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. teenagers. Yeah. So he wasn't um he don't like later on. It is he does. It's still non-consensual. Absolutely. Legally. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Um, at this stage, they were they were consensual. So they were young girls. Um, the women that he was having sex with at that time were consensual. Yeah, but legally they're not. Yeah, legally. Yeah, le- that's like legally, no, legally they're no, not consensual. Legally they cannot consent. No. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to later on, it is very, very non-consensual. Okay. So ah, oh, go and kick the mic. How many times do I do that? A lot, really, every time. Um, <laughs> okay. You do wriggle a lot. I do. <laughs> I do. Yes. She just paused to look up at me with this like little glare through her eyebrows. I do. No, you're right. I was gonna defend myself, and I can't. You can't. <laughs> There's nothing I can say there. Alrighty. Um, Rena and Fred separated um, frequently. However, in uh, 1964, she gave birth to his child, Anne Marie. My little brother's name. There's gonna be a few noises. Just ignore them. Um, Rena had also met a young Scottish woman named Anna McFool. Now, this name, I had a whole thing with this name, because some sources say Anne, some say Anna, and it's about 50-50. I'm okay. going to go Anna, because I saw slightly more calling her that. And okay. I'm not gonna lie, even the book that I was reading had both. <laughs> really? So maybe it was I'm like very a, not one sure. of them was like a nickname. Um, yeah, yes. I don't know. Uh, so I'm really not sure whether it's Anna or Anne. I'm gonna go Anna. For yeah. the sake of this episode. Very sorry if that's wrong. <laughs> also not sure how or no, but anyway. Um, so him and Raina had also met a young Scottish woman named Anna McFall, whose boyfriend had being killed in an accident. Um, this was a very confusing situation to me. So the three of them, plus their two children, moved to Gloucester, where Fred got a job in a slaughterhouse. They all moved together. I don't know if she was, like, a younger girl and she was, like, struggling and down on her luck, so she just moved with them? Or if they were friends? I, I believe that they were friends. Um, it wasn't, like, a... It, it was a completely... Like for like friends, and they yeah. weren't. There wasn't anything more going on between them, but I couldn't tell what the complete situation was. I mean, that's not. Yeah. It's not so like detrimental to the story. So yeah. There wasn't like a heap on it, but moving on. Uh, so the three of them plus their two children moved to Gloucester, where Fred got a job in a slaughterhouse, and it was here that he developed an obsession with corpses and dismemberment. As yeah, as soon as he said that he got a yeah. job in a slaughterhouse, I was he didn't like, stay oh. there. But um, he did do that for a little bit. He, he yeah, he but he would like open that world of oh yeah, absolutely yeah. No, he um, he didn't stay in one job for too long. Um, Rena was becoming increasingly unhappy in her marriage to Fred, and she fled to Scotland again. However, he told her if she wanted to go, she would need to leave her children behind. Ooh. And she did. Oh. Um, yes. Personally, will not have made the same decision. Uh, Rena, no. up to you, girl. Personally, kids will always go yeah. first, and yeah. I don't want kids. And also, really, she like a lot, but thing, but she also knew at that stage that he was molesting young girls, and at that stage, she had two daughters, yeah. and she left them with and him. That a bit sus. Now we'll see later on that those two daughters went through 
the most god awful things. Aww. So um, not while I want to punch them yeah. on now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Rena was aware of it also. So she left her children behind. However, she did retain return to Gloucester after missing her daughters and uh, found Fred and Anna McFall living in a caravan together. At this time in Gloucester, there had been a string of sexual assaults in the area, and Rena started worrying about her two daughters' safety. So she reported Fred to the police as a suspect in the assaults and told he, and told them he was unfit to raise their children. Yeah. Um, not a lot came of this. He was, like, investigated a little bit. Nothing really came of it. And you'll yeah. see that as a um, theme <laughs> throughout the story. <laughs> As we said, it went on for 25 years before anything was done. So that is a theme. That's older um, than us. You know, he'd, al- he'd also been, you know, like, um, he had a, a string of, like, thefts and stuff like that. So he was, he had quite a rap sheet. And yeah. he, it, a lot of it went unnoticed. Like, just very sad. It's, it's one thing to brush something off if someone has a clean record. But if someone has, like, a record that is really I mean, sus, why the fuck would you thing. investigate uh, it? Yeah, like, and I guess there's a difference between, like, cannabis possession and like petty thefts and sexual assaults yeah but if someone is accused of that especially when it comes to children yeah and they are in care of children you don't like it there's crimes like this that are so preventable and it makes me so angry but we're gonna move on um okay so by the beginning of 1967 anna was eight months pregnant with fred's child and after and after she pressured him to divorce his wife and marry her, so Ooh. Anna was living with him, she was pregnant with his child, she was his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but him and Rena were still married. So Anna asked him to divorce his wife and marry her. As you do. Fred killed both her and his unborn child because she was pregnant. Um. She was eight months pregnant with his child and he killed both her and his unborn child. So this was his first... Murder, I believe. I, yeah, this, I believe that this is his first yeah. murder. Yeah. So, um, what a way to go for your first. I, I believe, yeah, I believe incredible. there's other ways to sort out that situation, but this guy really just went head on in. I don't think that paying child support's such a big deal, but, um, you know. He dismembered her body, removing the baby and burying it alongside her. When Anna's body was discovered in 1994, the fingers and toes were missing, which would become a tell for Fred later years. So he would, everybody that um, they found from his murders, um, they had the fingers and toes missing. Oh. Yeah. It was his, like, tell. Right. It was his trophy. Yeah. 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 Um, They were never found either. So there's a lot of speculation about where they could be. Fingers and toes? I mean, people... There was also one murder where there was the kneecaps missing, too, so I doubt that he ate them. But if there's a Did he boil of... them? You know that threat, I don't like, know! No, no, no! But you know that threat? Um, Shayla says it a lot. Like, oh, yeah. Um, I'll boil your kneecaps. You have some interesting friends. <laughs> My brother just looked around the corner at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Boil your kneecaps. Yes. Yeah, boil, boil your kneecaps. kneecaps. That's a... Apparently. Yeah, she has uh, some interesting ones. I'll have to send them to you. Fucking hilarious. To drink with her again. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Shay. We love you. I don't think she actually listens to my podcast. Well, that's just me. 
No, not you. Shayla. <laughs> Stay out of this. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> this is going to be such a long part one. It's fine. <laughs> We're already 30 minutes in. It's fine. I haven't even gone into her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Rena never asked Fred about the disappearance of Anna because she probably didn't care. Well, he, she was, that sounds very insensitive. Rena didn't care because Anna was his mistress. <laughs> yeah. So they were in the process of separation, but it was like... They were still together. Well, yeah, they were still yeah. technically together. He was the father of her child. You know, she came home and there was a... Another woman living there. Yeah. So, um... There would have to be a little bit of jealousy I don't think that she cared to ask in that situation. She had her own stuff going on. Yeah. Um, so, Rena never asked Fred about the disappearance of Anna, proceeding to move back in with him and going to work as a sex worker in the area. Every source said prostitute, but we don't say that anymore. There is one... Uh, Schmix worker. Schmix. Schmix. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Did you want me to censor it? Because I'm not going to censor it. This one. No. Does. Oh no no no. Oh, I was going to say you I was just like, said we don't use that word anymore. So I was like, oh, we'll use schmix worker. Yeah, sex worker. That's what I use. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but is But there is um later I will call it a prostitution business because that's what it was. It was. That's and what I, I don't really, I don't really know how to say like sex worker business. It. Yeah, it kind of sounds like pimp. Like I don't really, say that way. Yeah, like I don't really know how to. Mm, describe it better than that yeah. so that's what I'm going to but I'm not like I'm being I'm not if trying you're to be in a, in, if you're in the good thing you, you. honestly you go I do not have the confidence for that oh my god I, I do want to get into you. pole dancing though just we, for I like I went I found a pole studio the other day and it was so there's cool. one gula yeah I really want to go okay <laughs> I haven't even gone too much into this <laughs> it's fine okay um so Oh, she proceeded to move back in with him and uh, went to work as a sex worker in the area. So she had previously worked as a sex worker. Sex work. she, she went back and forth between that. She was like stay-at-home mum, sex worker. That was her thing. Meanwhile, Fred had begun to openly molest their four-year-old daughter, Charmaine. Four? Four-year-old Charmaine. You bitch. So Charmaine was... I believe that... Charmaine was the older one. So Anne Marie was Fred's, Fred and Rena's daughter together. Charmaine was the one that she'd had with the another mix. man, and that they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, um, so yeah, he had begun to openly molest four-year-old Charmaine, and Rena had known about it. That's what I said earlier. How Rena had known about it. Oh God, is my other brother? Hang on. On the 5th of January, 1968, good back by the way, if you heard a cut, that's yeah. okay, <laughs> might edit it out, who knows. Um, on the 5th of January, 1968, 15-year-old Mary Basthold, some of these names are so hard to pronounce, and I'm so sorry if I get them wrong. Um, okay, so on the 5th of January, 1968, Mary, 15-year-old Mary Basthold was abduct, abducted from a bus, can't I speak? No. Was <laughs> abducted from a bus stop in... Gloucester on the way to see her boyfriend and had been carrying a game of Monopoly at the time. That is important. Good old Monopoly. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it would be like fit in anyway. <laughs> the game pieces were found strewn along the ground at the bus stop where she had disappeared. Which is so chilling to think about. Yeah. And she was 15. And 
Fred never admitted to this, which makes me so angry. So he was connected to it, but okay. um, he never okay. admitted to it, so he was never formally charged with this disappearing. An ass. Yeah. True ass. <laughs> Period. Um, so although he denied involvement, Mary is seen to be one of Fred West's victims. Okay. Now, on the 29th of November 1968, while working as a delivery driver, Fred met a 15-year-old who would become his second wife and partner in crime, what would become known as the House of Horrors. She was 15 when they met. So oh, he... this is the other killer? Yes. Okay, yeah, okay. That's okay. his second wife. So we're going to go into her background 15 now. Minutes. How, old we, how long have we been recording? 35 minutes. And Not too long. We still have her background to go into. So yeah, this will be part one. We'll do yeah. two parts of this, I think, because yeah. it's going to be far too long otherwise. Alrighty, so let's go into her background, shall we? The uh, the other part to this story. So, Rosemary Letts was born on the 29th of November 1953 in Devon, southwest England, to Bill and Daisy Letts. That's what I said, Daisy. Yeah. I still name. think Daisy's a That's pretty such name. such a pretty name. Oh, yeah. It just, it's, it's the type of name where you just go run out into a paddock and just milk the cows. And in each of these cases, Daisy... Was Can you tell that I've fantasized milking cows? Absolutely. We just, can we just, at, at some point in our lives, can we just get a video of me milking a cow in a pretty dress one day? Sure. I've milked plenty of cows. It's not usually how it looks, but sure. Um, I know, but like, the fantasy. I want to be cottage core. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, in each case, Daisy was the, was the mother, and <clears throat> they were both like really nice people. So Daisy's a nice people, apparently. All right, I'm gonna call her Rose because that's the name she used most. So the mum? No, 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 Rosemary. Oh, okay. just the second wife. Yep, yep. Daisy's the mum. Yep, the fifteen-year-old. So, yep, got it, yep, got it, got it, got it. So fifteen-year-old. Rosemary Letts is who he met and fell in love with. Yep. That is his second wife. Now, she was born on the 25th of November. That's not right. What am I doing? What? I'm, what? I'm confused now. <laughs> what are you getting on? I really want to restart this episode because I'm doing so badly today. It's fine. No. Rosemary Letts was born on the 29th of November, 1953, before you interrupted me to talk about Beautiful Girls. I'm sorry. Um, in Devon, Southwest England, to Bill and Daisy Letts. I'm going to call her Rose because that's the name she used most. So Rose, Rose Letts. Her father was a schizophrenic and expected obedience from his family, often using violence to ensure this. Oh. And it was stated that he would not, that he would look for any possible reason to beat his children. So this, Red was, flag. <laughs> this was the childhood and the home that she grew up in. Yeah. So you can see where it all went wrong. Rose's brother Andrew said about this, if he felt we were in bed too late, he would throw a bucket of cold water over us. He would order us to dig up the garden, and that meant the whole garden. Then he would inspect it like an army officer, and if he were not satisfied, we would have to do it all over again. Andrew also said, we were not allowed to speak and play like normal children. If we were noisy, he would go for us with a belt or a chunk of wood. He would beat you black and blue until mum got in between us, then she would get a good hiding as well. So this was the environment that she was growing up in. We will see that she got it nowhere near as bad as her siblings, but this is what she was seeing. Still growing this up This was her, her role model. Yeah. So 
her father was her role model and this was how he was treating yeah. his, his family. So it is, and she also saw that the, that she saw her mum being treated this way and that was her learning how to be a wife. Like, yeah. that was her learning how a husband treats his wife. And that's and not, that's what love is. Yeah, that's yeah. not. No. And obviously that's not okay, but that's what she was learning from a very young age. So, um, Bill shifted through a lot of minimum wage, minimum wage jobs and the family lived mainly in poverty. Daisy Letts suffered from severe depression, no wonder, and she was given electric shock therapy in 1953 after being hospitalised for a mental state. Um, right. Which is the, like, last resort for depression. Yeah. Um, at the time of the treatment, she was pregnant with Rose, and a lot of people wonder whether this may have played a role in her development while she was in the womb. Right. So, you, there's not, like, there's no testing, really, on that. Yeah. So, it's very hard to tell. Um, when she was born, it wasn't hard to see that Rose was noticeably different than the other Let's children. While in her cot, she developed the habit of rocking herself at times so violently that she could move her pram across the room, even with the brakes on. That is a powerful baby. She, yeah, she had, from the start, it, she was a lot different than most other kids, and you could tell. Yeah. Um, she partly grew out of this habit, eventually just rocking her head for hours on end, and her family would call her Dozy Rosie. <laughs> As they thought, as they thought that she may have been a bit slow developmentally. Oh. They called her Dozy Rosie. But that's kind of cute. It sounds like a little nursery rhyme. Yeah. Well, and she was a really pretty baby. She had blonde hair, blue eyes. She was, you know, she was, she was a pretty baby. <laughs> but um, she became her father's favorite child, doing everything he asked without question, and mostly escaping the horrific beatings he handed out to the rest of the family. So she did get it a lot easier than the rest of the family, but she still was in that environment where she saw that. Yeah. Um, Rumours started going around that Bill was molesting Rose as she grew up, as well as other young girls in the area. So. Also not confirmed, but knowing that that's how he was treating his family, quite likely. It's, yeah. Um, Very much possibility. Um, like Fred, Rose didn't do well in school. She fell behind academically, and as she grew older, she was teased relentlessly for her body, causing her to lash out. Aww. So when she she was a really pretty baby, and as she grew up, she like she her hair turned mousy. She sort of like grew into her body a bit, and she um, was a little bit. She struggled with her weight; it fluctuated a lot as she right. grew up. So she was teased quite a lot, and she lashed out because of it so they were both bullied as children and they both had a very rough childhood so yeah. it is yeah, it's not hard to see the signs yeah. um, as she developed into a teenager rose became very precocious sexually oh this is horrendous walking around the house naked after bathing and developing a habit of climbing into bed with her younger brother to molest him how old was her younger brother I'm not sure. Either or, sweet home Alabama, hey, you bitch. Her younger brother, though. He was, like, little. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, um, her father refused to let her interact with boys her own age, and she began to seek attention of the older men in the area. After Mary Basson, who I mentioned earlier, disappeared from the bus stop in Gloucester, many young girls were on high alert, obviously, and yeah. stayed home whenever they could, po- whenever it was possible. 
This was not the case for Rose, however, with her need of sex growing. She would continue to seek older men's attention and enter relationships with them. And unfortunately, on one occasion, one of the men she was seeing raped her. So she was getting into really dangerous situations. And I think just because she was seeking that attention, I think she needed that validation to make her feel complete. Yeah. Um, as she was growing up, she had her father's validation and she just kept wanting that. She kept seeking it from older men and it got her into a lot Bloody of issues. dangerous situations. Yes, <laughs> bloody issues. <laughs> Towards the beginning of 1969, Daisy Letts was growing very tired of the life she had with her abusive husband and she moved temporarily into the home of her older daughter, Glennis. Glennis, maybe, yeah. And her husband, Jim Tyler. Now that Rose was no longer being restricted by her father, at the age of 15, she began to more freely carry on with a large number of older men. At one stage, even trying to seduce her brother-in-law, Jim. Uh, he rejected her. He was like, no, thank you. Good. <laughs> no, thank you. A good loyal You are 15. Man. I am with that your sister. Too. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> After a few months of this, Daisy moved back to Bill, taking Rose with her, and it was at this time that Rose met 28-year-old Fred West. So she was 15 years old, he was 28 when they had met. Um, when Bill found out about the relationship, her father, so when he found out about the relationship, he reported Fred to social services, trying his hardest to keep his 15-year-old daughter away from the much older Fred. Not sure why he suddenly decided to be a father then. I almost wonder if it was for... I don't think that it was for good intentions because I don't think that was possible for him either way. He did do the right thing. He reported into social services. Nothing came of it, but um, <laughs> it was nice that he tried. Good intentions. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Nothing came from this report, so Bill showed up to Fred's caravan and threatened him. Oh, that's yes. not the way to go. Yes, but now we meet your father. We are getting towards the end of part one. Yeah. How long have we been recording? 45 minutes. Yeah. So this is probably, this is going to be like the end of part one because this is really, um, this is like the end of their backstory and we're going to go on to like their reign of terror and what they actually did. Okay. So the relationship was briefly on hold when Fred was arrested, arrested, arrested for theft and unpaid fines. However, at this stage, Rose was already pregnant with his baby and at 16, she moved into his caravan to take care of Rena's two daughters also. In 1970, Rose gave birth to a daughter, Heather. At this time, Fred was still in prison and Rose was finding it quite hard to cope, living alone in a caravan with no money and taking care of another woman's children. This was when she reacted with bursts of rage and she started taking it out on Rena's two daughters, Charmaine oh. and Anne-Marie. That is where we're going to leave it for part one. So at this Damn, stage, she you is, left it at a cliffhanger. I did. You at this bitch. stage, she is living in his caravan. She has no money. He's in prison for uh, theft and unpaid fines. He does get out, unfortunately. She's living in his caravan. I love how he gets sent to prison for theft and unpaid fines, but not for molesting. Child and, abuse? And yeah. Child abuse. Yeah. yeah. No. That's not a Once again, apparently. red flags. Anyway, um, so she's living in his caravan. She's looking after Rena's two children. Rena is MIA. In Scotland. Yeah, I believe she went back to Scotland, yes. Yeah. Um, she'd come back and she went to work as a 
sex worker, and then she went back to Scotland, I think, did she? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she's not dead yet. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> they all That's die. That's where we leave it. They all die. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. So, uh, I'm going to, we're going to record part two straight after this, and that will either be up today or, so, or tomorrow. Or tomorrow, yeah. Anyway. Um, we won't leave it very long. So, no, we're not assholes. We'll leave you waiting a little bit, but we're not assholes. I almost want to upload it today because that is a massive cliffhanger. It is. It's fine. We're assholes. I can't listen to it today. Okay, well, we'll see. It's fine. We'll see. All right. I listen to murder podcasts to go to sleep, so I might need some sleep material, so we might upload it just for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sorry. So, yeah. Leave part one here? Yep, yep. And oh. we'll be recording part two straight after this, so it will not be long before you get it. So um, stay tuned for that because I will yeah. be coming out. I will be uploading pictures on the Instagram as per usual. Uh, follow that us was on Instagram. nice. I know. I'm just going to Maybe I'll get my shit together between now and part two. Most likely not. It's a day. Um, follow us on Instagram at Terra Australis Podcast. Email us at terraestralizepodcast at gmail.com. Anything else? Um, subscribe on, or follow on Spotify. Spotify. And our other platforms, uh, Google Podcasts. I don't think we're on Apple Podcasts yet. I don't know. That's but I don't have Spotify. Apple Podcasts. You can listen to podcasts for free on Spotify and on Anchor. Yes, as well. Yeah. Anchor.fm. Yep. So... Listen to us at any of these places. I will upload pictures to the Instagram and we will have part two to you soon. Soon, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye, Terrace. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.